Welcome to the Nightmare Box. <laughs> Presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the for once in her life, finally taller than I am, <laughs> Kristen Pennington. Brett's in the short chair today. They put baby in a corner. <laughs> baby lives in the corner. This is our Christmas Eve episode, isn't it? Hell yeah, so I don't feel bad for not having a fucking idea what the fuck we're going to talk about. <laughs> As of the recording, Christmas is still a week away, but yeah. I think this one releases on Christmas Eve, so Merry fucking Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, does Ramadan happen around this time? Kwanzaa does. Kwanzaa does. Merry, happy Queenza. Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when Ramadan is, honestly. Noel? Noel. Jack's hacking underneath us. So yeah, Merry Christmas, team. I hope you guys had a productive year. Uh, we've definitely had a productive year. We got... Just look at the difference between us and last Christmas. Here we are. <laughs> last Christmas, we weren't together. You were in England. I was in England, because I am a pompous ass. <laughs> Why does that make you an ass? You were seeing your family. Because yeah, I was I was vacationing in London <laughs> last Christmas. No, last Christmas... Uh, you okay over there? Yeah, my headphones are just sitting weird on my head, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> Having headphone issues. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Last Christmas, I think I was house sitting for you, and then New Year's Eve, I, I watched the ball drop from a computer stream while you were like, <laughs> yeah. in London. Was it the one before that where we went to watch it? And uh, it wasn't on any of the fucking TV channels. And I was like, we can't watch the fucking ball drop. Like, I was losing Yeah, they were shit. just showing the hosts talking about it. And then they showed a crowd counting down. And then they were just like, happy new year. Brett was like, where's the ball? Where the fuck is Kathy Griffin? <laughs> you were so mad about that. We gotta, we gotta see if we can find a, a We didn't get cable, drop. so hopefully it happens on well, YouTube. I'm still waiting on my well, balls to drop. I watched, uh, <laughs> shut up. Whenever I was at your house, because we didn't have uh, cable there either, yeah. I did a live stream from like one of the news channel websites. So I, I was watching a live stream as it was happening mm-hmm. from that news channel's website. So Hell yeah. If you don't have cable either, you can potentially live stream it. Oh, we got to watch Die Hard. Oh, we do. At the time you guys are listening to this, we're probably watching Die Hard <laughs> or Die Hard 2 Die or Hard 3. Die Hard is playing in the theater here. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, down at the Roxy. <laughs> if we can make that, we're going. Because I would love to see Die Hard on the big screen. <laughs> like, just for the... Like, I as never soon got, as we yeah. drove by, you were like, oh, they're playing Die Hard. <laughs> they're doing Die Hard. Because I wasn't around when it was on the big screen in the first place. It's arguably one of my favorite films. And no, this is not a fucking, you know, meme lord Oh, Die Hard's Christmas movie. Like, uh, it is one of my favorite movies. I've probably <laughs> seen it about 300 goddamn times. I could quote the entire thing from front to back. Like you gotta make knuckles with your feet, okay? No, you gotta do the deep hits. You can't prove to these people you know Die Hard with your big IA, motherfucker. You gotta, I've seen Die Hard. Gotta make knuckles with your feet. I watched the movies that make us episode about <laughs> Die Hard. No, fist with your toes, not knuckles with your feet. I just got off work. I'm sorry. <laughs> fist with your toes. Yep. <laughs> and then I asked you if you did that. Yeah. Like <laughs> on a plane. It or feels whatever. good. You know, it does, I don't know if it centers you the way that the guy said it in the movie, but my favorite thing, I, I, we don't have a whole lot to talk about today, so I'm going to go on a diehard rant. Fuck it, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> Cheers. My favorite uh, part about that movie, like a, a weird. Um, like the the whole movie still kind of works as a film. Like it, it it hasn't aged out. But when he goes into the lobby to find his wife and he starts typing her name into the computer and he hits, you know, search or whatever, it takes like a steady three seconds for the screen to flip over and it's such an 80s computer. This was the <laughs> coolest shit in the world when this came out moment. Because you'd be like, oh, you're fancy. You've got one of these computers. Do, 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 do. Shit in the day. Exactly. Now we've got, you know, autocorrect and it finishes your sentences for you. It suggests pages mm-hmm. and everything based on things you've been doing. Yeah. I love that fucking oh, movie. Creepy. My favorite is probably The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I watch it for both Halloween and Christmas normally. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Is it because this is Halloween? 
Mm. I was thinking, what's this? What's this? There's white stuff everywhere. Is it my the insides of my underwear? <laughs> Livid <Christmas>. dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as familiar with Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Like Rudolph. Yeah, I do. The Rudolph yeah. movie. Fucking this it's is so the island short, of misfit though. toys. Yeah, you could watch it in 25 minutes. And so is um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I, like, I always, as a kid, thought it was a way longer movie. And then I think it's maybe an hour at most. Huh. It, like, if that even. Yeah, I've, like, watched it as an adult and been like, what the fuck? How are we done already? <laughs> Give me some more Jack Skellington. Come on, Skellington. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any notes. I feel like we're crashing and burning early. <laughs> All right, good night, guys. All right, you guys have a good one. No, have um, fun with your family. <laughs> uh, much like my forever ability to procrastinate anything at all that I've ever done, I procrastinated doing show notes. Damn. So that, we have no show notes. That was a clunky-ass segue, <laughs> I appreciate the effort. <laughs> <laughs> so. The only note we have today is uh, at the time of this recording, it's going to shock the shit out of you. Kristen has not directed anything quite yet. <laughs> I have made some notes. It made was not a shock to me. I did not expect to start recording until like Christmas Day, you know, and then you'd have five days to try to do no, the No, I have a lot of really specific shots in mind, to my credit. I've been making pretty specific. We've got one brilliant one we came up with drunk playing with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good segue. Don't do that. I don't advocate that. Um, no, but I actually had, which is, I guess, part of the reason I thought it might be beneficial to talk about um, yeah. kind of like our process. Because my process is just apparently permanently putting it off till the last minute. <laughs> I watched you do it yeah, so much in school, best. and I've watched you do it. Well, Every to be fair, inch of our relationship. to be fair, in school I had a whole lot of stuff I had to do, so yeah. it was like I'm putting this one off because I'm doing this one, and, and that, um, it, it's competing with like zero other projects. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm always late. What do you expect? No, you're very, like, you're very, very busy. You are a procrastinator, but you do I'm also manage to late. Yeah. <laughs> you do manage to edit three podcasts a week, record two a week. You know, you're not lazy. You just tend to procrastinate. You put off each project to the last minute, so you live your life in a state of anxiety that I will never understand. <laughs> well, because I, I, I was thinking about this on the drive home today, so... That's how late you took to try to come up with a topic. You're like, no. I was driving home No, the, I afternoon. thought about it while I was at work, you douche. <laughs> I was just, I was mulling it over in my head on the drive home. Um, so... I don't intentionally put things off to the last minute. That's just kind of how my personality is. And um, mm-hmm. it's true to most things I do. I will start getting ready to go somewhere three hours early and still somehow be 15 minutes late to yeah. wherever I'm going anyway. I'm always at some <laughs> point, if we're going anywhere, there's always this moment where I'm just walking back and forth in the kitchen with my jacket on. So you're gonna you're gonna put some clothes on. It's like I guess I'll go smoke a cigarette. Soon. You know, whenever you're ready. <laughs> we know it all week we had to be there, but fuck it. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. Though. Just, <laughs> I don't know. That's how my brain works, I guess. But I was thinking about um, whether that's a benefit or a curse on the drive home because, um, which I feel like I've maybe in passing mentioned this before. Like the first time I read a script, I don't necessarily. Like, read it with the intention of, like, oh, how am I going to film this and how am I going to break yeah. this down? It's just reading the script for whatever it is, you know? And when you gave me the script for our homework assignment, like, I didn't have any initial thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to do this or we should do this this way or whatever. Just By the way, it. we're talking about the homework assignments due on uh, Jan 1. So go back and, you know, get all that information. Yeah. Go over to the website and. The nightmarebox.blog. Yeah. And, and try to catch up. And uh, that'll, as uh, this podcast being published, be up probably, I guess, in like a week or so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was I was trying to decide whether or not that helped me kind of process how I felt about the work that I was doing. Because, like, on my first reading, I blank slate, like, didn't have any thoughts about it necessarily. I was like, oh, that's a, an interesting yeah. story, neat concept. That was it. Like, didn't have any initial thoughts about it. 
And then because I'm a procrastinator, <laughs> that story just kind of sat like in the back of my mind for like a good week or more (laughs) until I like touched it again or thought about it again or anything like that. And whenever I picked it back up again, um, which that was a concept we talked about on, I think the podcast episode visualized, Mm -hmm. um, like how I view stuff that I'm working on. Like the second time I went through and read it, I was like individually kind of seeing the shots and Mm -hmm. like had all these very specific images going through my mind and like, because now you know the arc, you can pay attention to the, like the blocks. Yeah, the build tiny it. details, yeah. and like even, which I don't think you and I have discussed that there was like one point in the script where I was like, no, like that's not how that should be, <laughs> and I was like, okay, changing that part, um, not like the concept of the story, just visually how it would yeah. look. I was like, nope, nope, changing that one. <laughs> so um, I don't know if the fact that I like let it rest for a while like helps me when I go back around because it's not like an intentional thing where I'm like, oh, like. I need to sit down and plan these shots and decide what I'm going to do with this. It was just like, I knew how the story was and then I came back and visited it and I was like, okay, like I know how I want it to look. Yeah. So. And that's the important part. You've got the ABC, now you go back and you figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. So I feel like in some weird way, my procrastination lets my brain kind of rest on it for a minute. A lot of people that procrastinate, I find, uh, don't do it the way that you do it. When they do it, they put it completely out of their brain and then they're like, oh fuck, I've got to have that done by next week. And then all of a sudden they're trying to rush through the creative process. Whereas you do put everything off to the last minute, but you think about it that entire time. And you came out of the shower a few times this week and wrote up on the board and had different, you know, ideas. You put notes on the script last night, I believe. Was it last night or the night before? I think it was the night before, and then yesterday yeah. I made a bunch of notes on it again. But you're, you are <clears throat> technically working on it. It's just happening up in your brain place. My brain place. <laughs> yeah, and then, granted, when you actually get to the, like, the filming, and especially the editing, post-filming, it tends to be a little stressful, because it's like, fuck, I've got less time than I probably should have. So... It is definitely yeah. stressful, for These sure. These are time crunch assignments as they are. Yeah. So, I, like, I don't... I And I feel like a lot of the work I turned in in school was um, the dolls. Like, the version I turned into the dolls was a god-awful mess. Um, and I told that to my professor. I was like, this still needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one was kind of a heftier challenge. And to be fair, part of that got procrastinated because um, we weren't allowed to, like, kind of interfere with each other's shoot dates because yeah like different students i'm not be blaming on... you like, no i know, you I know. <laughs> no I'm, I'm explaining to the audience oh. um uh like different classmates would be working on multiple projects so we couldn't like shoot on top of each other's shoot dates because you know you'd have someone shooting on one film and then doing sound on the other film or yeah. whatever you know so uh the version I turned into the dolls, I was incredibly not proud of. So I spent the summer redoing um, all the like fine tuning that needed mm-hmm. to be done for it. But I feel like most of my school projects like turned out okay. So like even though like internally I'm like, oh my god, I'm so stressed. <laughs> like I feel like it somehow weirdly <coughs> works out in my favor. Yeah. Even like papers and stuff in school I had to write like I always did that. So. I feel like that's just my weird creative process mm-hmm. is put it all off and then my brain's like, no, it's okay. We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> so like whenever you're working on something like, cause you've done, you know, several scripts now and, um, like manuscripts or film scripts or whatever. So like whenever you're working on stuff, do you have like a specific way that whether my it's intentional or not more disciplined, <laughs> <laughs> I set word counts that I need to hit for the day. (laughs) I set page numbers that need to be edited in a day. Um, I don't ever really have a deadline in my creative endeavors short of this. But, you know, with this, I gave myself less than a week to come up with the script from conception to final product. And you basically got the written version of that, you know, while you were in the bath. Um, (laughs) 
but I don't know. My, my brain is so chaotic in every other way. Like I, as we've talked about, I have bipolar disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm an anxious ball of nerves and I walk around and the slightest thing sets me off. And <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't. If you don't, he's, if you don't giggle, me. yeah, yeah, it sounds like I beat you with off. a, yeah, it sounds like I beat you with a belt. <laughs> Why are you yeah, me? Please, Brett, I don't even <laughs> like cameras. You know? <laughs> I don't want to be a filmmaker. No, but, like I can't go to the grocery store without Kristen because there's a good chance that I will just leave the cart in the middle of the aisle and go home. Like Brett I, just stands there, and I'm like, it's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll go brave the crowd. Yeah, I, I sold a book this week, and I went to the store to go ship the book out, and the line was so long in the store that I walked to the back of the store and then back to the line, and then I started having a panic attack. So I walked out of the line to the back of the store and then back into the line, and then I'd start having and it happened like three or four oh. times before I was like, fuck it, I'm going to a different store. And oh, I just walked, because this line of people that just watched me manically walk up and down an aisle, like, hey man, I'll be right back. And I never came back with like a jar of pasta. Like, <laughs> it was always like, I just need to walk to the cooler and then come back to the oh, line. No. So like I live my life in that mode. And with writing, I have a little bit more control mm-hmm. where I don't have control of my life, you know? like That's I, so interesting to think about i've never actually thought about that because i'm kind of the opposite like crowds and all that don't bother me in the least but in my individual life i'm a very anxious person oh it's not just crowds it's uh sudden noises sudden movements Kristen almost got backhanded once because she turned around with a steak knife and i fucking like freaked out i didn't hit her i didn't yell at her i just like quickly walked around her and went outside and had a cigarette that was like early in our relationship very 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 early and she she was (laughs) dicing something and she turned around with a question and i just saw knife blade and i was like fuck that (laughs) but uh no i live my life in this like constant state of anxiety and with the writing i can set little goals and i know that i can hit those it's the same thing kind of with the gym yeah you know like i can control my workout um i can build towards a thing and it's just me against me you know um so i don't try to turn that into a too stressful of a situation yeah if i was working for a newspaper and i needed to hit a deadline i'm sure that you know i'd be freaking out about the deadline do you know when you're working on a thing like movies aside because movies are kind of like a standard-ish limit um like when you're working on like a book do you know kind of since you're doing so many words a day and editing so many pages a day do you kind of know at the beginning how long you want it to be or is it just when you feel like you're done you're done i have no idea um the novels that i've written are not terribly long um i mean they're standard size novels but i'm not over here writing the stand by any means so i know that you know i'm not going in to do a um george R. R. martin book or anything of that caliber it's not yeah. my my way of doing it talking <laughs> but um like I, I go in knowing the points, and so I try to get to the points. And, you know, what I've learned from editing... Mm, sorry. I'm drinking too much beer too fast. And I'm <laughs> the burps. It was that kind of day? Yeah, I just got in, like, right... I, I worked a 10-hour shift, and I had a 10-minute break. So <laughs> Now you know how I feel... Well, I have an hour break. I don't have a 10-minute break. But now you know how I feel whenever I come home immediately from work, and we have to turn the mic on, so... Yeah, we're I'm doing in, pretty good. We're in the shit show together now. Yeah, uh, right, right here with you. Um, but I forgot what I was saying. I was asking if you knew like a, the end point of your books. Yeah, but like in going back and editing the Nightmare Box, like I now know that chapters that I thought only needed, you know, two or three pages definitely need like 20 pages and they need to be stretched out. So that book's going to be a lot longer than it initially was uh, before I can start cutting it back. But like hypothetically, when you're doing that initial rough draft, because obviously it's going to change in the like rewrite, but when you're doing that initial rough draft, like we'll just say hypothetically, you have 1500 words you're writing a day, which I know that's you know, you write more than that, but just hypothetically, you're doing 1500 words a day. Like, 
Do you just hit a point one day where you're like, this is the end of the book. I only need to do like, you've written 500 words more and you're like, well, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you know that it's the end, like if you, if you think that's where the story should end, then fine. You know, if that happens, if you're trying to write a novel and it happens at half a novel's length, then you fucked up somewhere and should probably go back and fill in some scenes. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I don't know if it's going to, you know, wind up at a hundred thousand words or, you know. So you don't ever have like is. a word or page goal. It's just you no, kind of go until you Not unless I'm doing there. the NaNoWriMo where I'm trying to hit at least 50,000 like I was doing with the script. But even that script came out way over time, you yeah. know, the, for a film. It, it was a massive uh, screenplay for what I was trying to do. <laughs> It gives me a lot of space to cut back, and that's what Nano is for. But outside of that, it could take me three months to write something of roughly the same length in novel form. When did, like, because whenever we were living in our old place, um, you had, like, the note cards for several things. Mm-hmm. Like, when did that come about? Like, is that a normal kind of start place for you where you just make small notes on note cards until you actually kind of tackle it? I've never mapped out um like i did with the tv show that i'm trying to put together Mm -hmm. before that but i didn't know how to see the full arc to make sense of the show because it's like a concept album type show so i know that i need to follow a concept that's already there but i need to be able to see it song by song across a full arc and so having the note cards gave me reflection because i listened to that album every night probably twice a night for like six months and i just needed to look at the cards and go okay well i figured that piece of the puzzle yeah got that piece <clears throat> of the puzzle nobody knows that you stardust and the spiders from mars better than this guy <laughs> and i didn't even like david bowie before he passed away oh, didn't give no. a shit <laughs> could, could no, not no. care less it somehow completely missed my radar until he died and i was like why does everybody like that guy nobody ever showed me that dude and then i listened to that album and no you get it i get it and i own all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i had never done a bible for any of my work until we did the dolls which i didn't even mm-hmm. i guess really know that that was a concept until we did that screenwriting class together um I've definitely, like, I, I knew people, like, storyboarded and stuff, but I didn't know, like, show Bibles were a thing, and I don't think, I don't think technically people really do them for movies. I've never worked on a movie where I'd ever heard that before, so. Well, when you're in a room with people, you could probably be like, well, we should get da-da-da, and everybody knows that dude, you know? Yeah. Well, I, it's probably more effective, too, for TV shows, just because they run longer. Yeah. You know, TV shows can run for years, so it's probably a little more essential to have it for a TV show. Um, but I, w- I will say when we did the dolls and we did that, it, like, I feel like it personally kind of helped just, like, have an understanding of, like, the overarching, like, like, concepts and themes and stuff we were trying to put into it, so I am not much of a planner, which we've talked about that. I don't really storyboard. Um, I do make notes on the script quite a bit, just for myself, but they're not really notes I, like, mm-hmm. share with anybody. Yeah. I don't, like, go to the crew and be like hey guys this is what i was thinking today you know it's just kind of all rambling around in my Mm -hmm. head so i don't know maybe that's a thing i should probably do more of (laughs) i did did think the bible was kind of neat and kind of helpful and that was basically the only reason i did it to like conceptualize what you were doing well because we were working with so many other people too it Mm -hmm. was like hey so we're all on the same page like this is what's rattling around up here yeah you can visually show it and try to, you know, instead of having to explain it to people. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I should not procrastinate so much. <laughs> to be fair, I'm the only one doing this one, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting in it, okay? Do not yeah, diminish and, uh, my um, role probably gonna, as a actor. <laughs> probably going to be uh, giving you little notes, too, because I actually have a... Because there's a scene that sort of happens twice um then i'm specifically filming it a certain way the same way twice so uh i'm probably gonna have little acting notes for you like hey like let's amp it up a little the second time brett let me bring the fills on oh i can amp it up all day (laughs) the problem is i might come in too keyed up 
you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know relax to save my ass, but I'm playing myself <laughs> in the script, so that works. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Don't hang a tennis ball and make me scream at it or anything, and I'll be good to go. Why? Because I'm not fucking the you guy who played Iron Man. I forget you don't want to be a Hollywood star, bro. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> I sent you that. Uh, My name ain't Oscar. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was. I sent you that meme, though, where the dude rejected his Oscar <laughs> nomination. He was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. The, the <laughs> Academy like, can suck my dick. <laughs> he was like, you can kindly remove me from your list of nominations <laughs> and never do that again. <laughs> what did he call it? Oh, I can't remember. He was basically saying it was like them just like catering to themselves. Yeah. He's like, remove me from your list of jurors or something like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's funny. It. I don't want any part of your operations. So where do you think, and we'll probably do this all over again for the New Year's episode, but where do you see yourself next Christmas? That's a whole year away. Holy shit. Oh, God. It's not like um, you've lived a couple of them by now. <laughs> I, don't I don't make Christmas resolutions. People make year, New Year's resolutions. Well, I know. That's what I was saying. We'll probably... Re- this is the Christmas Eve episode. We're drinking. We ain't got a plan. Nobody knows what the um, fuck they're going to be doing next Christmas. Probably in a bigger apartment with a designated podcast studio. I'm down. Um, Have an office again. Yeah, that's goal number one, probably. So we'll probably be recording next year from an actual designated podcast studio. Not like outside of our apartment, yeah. but just like a designated room versus our living room. Um, probably owning more toys, to be fair. Yeah. Well, you need them. Like, Doing, uh, like uh, anal beads are important in a relationship. Yeah, they are, you know. <laughs> happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> owning more toys. Too. No, film toys. Um, yeah, no, probably a... a a more outrageously expensive camera so I can be like, look at all the shit we can do now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Still doing this podcast. Still making creative bullshit with you. <laughs> oh, God, be creative bullshit. I'm sorry, it's just a production company. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to see yourself next Christmas. Uh, sad. Uh, no. <laughs> glad, glad I make you so happy. Yeah, no. Um... I'm very excited to see what 2020 brings. Like, I'll leave it at that. I've got a, like, a long-term goal. and We have a short-term goal and a long-term goal. And uh, I see no reason why we can't peg both of those, like, right out the goddamn park. Um, We've got some very exciting news, hopefully, fingers crossed, right around the corner. Fingers uh, crossed. Just in time for Christmas. Um, and if we can figure out this one specific thing, the sky's the fucking limit. Cause I, I, I find in my life, right? Like when you, when you figure out the basics of the thing that you're doing, like you mm-hmm. figure out the fundamentals, uh, I picked it up in, in kickboxing when I was in high school. It's like, once you learn how to throw a jab, set it up with the cross, you know, once you learn how to throw basic combinations, you can turn it into an art form. And I'm not, you know, a boxer. I haven't boxed in probably 10 years outside of fucking around did, my friends in a garage. I did take that one self-defense class, though, and thought I was going to be like, look at all that I know. And you were yeah. like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, well, I've been in a bunch of bar fights. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that I've not been in a fight in 10 years. I haven't been in a fight in two years, but I have not. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. A, yeah. <laughs> Calming right down know if slowly. It's in a, 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 you've been in situations where I I, I, I was on yeah, the verge of glassing I some people. Calmed <laughs> your ass down. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah, Kristen has this thing where she thinks jail is real, and I don't believe that it is. I've been handcuffed a whole shitload of times for I've assault. I've been handcuffed. Not for assault. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, the other guy over there, I ain't gonna die me out, dude. And he's like, thanks, guy. And then we just both get unhandcuffed and walk in different directions. And that's what it's like growing up in Tennessee. <laughs> Delt Montana is much different. <clears throat> but um, 
no, I learned that like you pick up on the fundamentals and you can you can move with things and the same thing with writing, the same thing with filmmaking. Once you have the basics down, the sky's the fucking limit. It's all the time that you want to put into it. And we've got the step to where we can finally monetize this whole situation. We I'm going to get you some official st- podcast headphones, too. I don't want them. I'm going to stick to headphones. No. Just to keep myself humble. No. Little, you know, the headphones that come with your iPhone headphones no. for the podcast. I can't be out here doing the, the <laughs> over-the-ear life by myself. Steve Jobs would be proud of me. Um but I think we're on the verge of figuring out how to monetize our company, uh, how to grow our company, how to manage our time for our company. And once we get it nailed down at the basics, then we just have to figure out how to do it again once it gets bigger and again once it gets bigger. Like if you can figure out how to write a basic story that goes ABC, after you know how to ABC a story, you can write whatever you want to. It can be as long as it needs to be or as short as it needs to be. You can do it in six words. You can do it in 6,000 pages. Can I uh, add a thing to this? Yeah. So um, I don't have it handy to read you the title, and I'm a little buzzed. You can give me buzz. a handy. <laughs> I'm a little buzzed, but I was, again, reading my... Uh, my, my book for really poor ass people trying to make movies um, and there was a, a part in it today because I still haven't gotten very far into it to be honest because we're just so swamped I'm reading it like a handful of pages at a time when I can squeeze it yeah. in at work between the between... two of us we're probably aimed at like 120 hours of work yeah, a um, week yeah, <laughs> I wish we've talked about that before I edit the podcast at lunch on work or yeah. On lunch at work. Yeah, yeah. that's you. Um, I'm a little bust. <laughs> so, um, trying to find time to read the things that I want to read pretty much just lands on the days I don't have to edit the podcast. Yeah. On lunch at work. So, I'm, I'm, I'm baby stepping my way through this book. So, I'm still kind of in the um, trying to salvage your budget or cut down your budget at the beginning process of making a work. And, um, I read a thing today where they were talking about how um, if your script wasn't working, which they were referencing specifically for your budget, but if your script wasn't working, you know, you hold the power if you don't Mm -hmm. sell your work to another company, you know, which is part of the concept of this book is um, if you maintain the rights to your own work and you do it on a micro budget, you creatively have control of your work. So that's kind yeah. of the point of this book is like, it's not necessarily like, let's prove a point and see how much we can do on just a God awful budget. It's like, if you don't have the money and you don't want to give up the creative rights to your work, this is how yeah. you do this. The creative rights sometimes, especially on a low budget are 10 times the value of whatever they're going to pay you off for the idea. Yeah. Because they could take the concepts. And completely like, change it. Yeah. And they buy you out of, you know, they pay 10 grand to you and you need 10 grand that bad. And then the next thing you know, they're making fucking $15 million off your $10,000, you know, buyout. Too, but they could go through and butcher your original concept so you don't even recognize it anymore. So the concept yeah. of this book is um, if you rein in your budget to a realistic amount that you can afford, you can maintain creative rights to your mm-hmm. own work so they were saying if you um have a script that isn't working for you you still own the creative rights to it you can go back and rewrite your script mm-hmm. so that it does work for you and i feel like um while we're kind of on this where are we going to be from a year and where everything is going that's kind of true to life if your life isn't working for you you have the ability to sit down and rewrite your life yeah so at any given point yeah like i i mean we talk mostly about um, like our creative work and our creative effort and stuff on the show, but I mean, it is true for anyone. Like if whatever you're doing right now in life isn't working for you, it's just like when Brett goes back and rewrites a script or I have to go back mm-hmm. and reshoot a thing, it's like, well, fuck, that didn't work out. Let's try something else. Let's go back and redo this and make it into something we're proud yeah, of. Tackle so, it again. Yeah, so... Coming up on the new year, that's the thing to keep in mind. If if um, whatever you're doing right now isn't working, you have creative control of your life. Yeah, I got an email uh, from a friend of mine 
this week who was thinking about making a big move and was asking for whatever advice I could handle. And I rattled off four things. And the two most important things I told him were save a grand over what you think because Kristen and I didn't do that and we had $2 to our name when we got up here. And this isn't 19 fucking 43. $2, not a lot of, try to buy anything for two fucking dollars. <laughs> It was a rough go right at the beginning. It's not much easier right now. Um, but we're up to $25. <laughs> That's good. Steady climb. Yeah, so save a grand over what you think you need because you're going to need... Uh, at, that's minimum, you know, looking back at it now. If I could have done what I could, you know, with what I know now. But the most important thing I told him um, was to just fucking do it. Like, it was like, how do I move, you know, across the country to the state that I want to move to? And I was like, just do it. Like, you could sit there and pretend like you're going to do it someday. And a lot of people do that. Probably a lot of people you guys know. They sit there in their state, their city, or their country, or what you know, whatever their situation is, and they're like, well, fuck, wouldn't it be great if I, you know, did this thing, or pursued this goal, and they just keep telling you how great it would be, like, <laughs> If they say, I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do it. I'm thinking about this. If you're going to open a sentence with, I'm thinking about writing a novel, you can go, you know, fuck your own mother. I, I, I don't give a shit. You can think about writing a novel all day. Or you can go home tonight and you can put down 500 words and you can call me the next day and you can go, I'm writing a novel. Can you help me? Those are two completely different situations. I'm moving across the country. Can you help me? That's also, um, again, I've brought that up before, but in the book that I'm reading, that's the first advice that they recommend is when you're still like literally just in the process of like, hey, I want to make a movie, just telling yeah. people, I, I want am. to make no, a movie. not, not I want to. <laughs> I am making a movie. Yeah. It is happening. I used to tell myself in the mirror, like I think we talked about it on the Accelerant episode, I am a paid writer until I got a... $30 check after three months of work. And then I became a paid writer. And I've never been happier. <laughs> I think it was $24 after the Upwork got the cut. And I have never been happier. My bar tab that night was like $50. But 24 <laughs> of those dollars were paid for from my past three months worth of work. Um, like you, you, you have to have that mentality where you are doing this. You can't say, I'm, I'm thinking of doing this. I want to do this. It's bullshit. I don't call I want to be a male model so I could just walk around shirtless and make shitloads of money. I, I, I want to. I, I'm not going to. I am not a male <laughs> model. I am not interested in that situation. Don't want to put in the fucking effort. I, uh, I think I started calling myself, I don't necessarily call myself a director, because I think we've talked about that before. I enjoy, um, well, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before. I know Brett and I have talked about it before. I enjoy um, doing cinematography a bit more than directing, so yeah. I tend to refer to myself as a cinematographer. But uh, I think from the first time I picked up uh, a camera and actually did my own like little short for like school or whatever, um, and it was a super short short. I think it was, you know, super maybe short, only a, <laughs> maybe only a couple of minutes long. But I think from the first one that I ever did, I started referring to myself generically as a filmmaker in general because I do make films and I, I've been working in the film industry. Gosh, probably a good decade now. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly, whenever I switched over from... Um, specifically acting and modeling and stuff to working behind the camera but the first time I, I did was in my early 20s for sure so yeah probably a good decade now um but uh, yeah from the first moment I picked up a camera and shot and mm -hmm. edited my first thing I've, I've referred to myself as a cinematographer so I think yeah, you're your own first hurdle you have to overcome and we call ourselves CEOs to each other you know hashtag hey, CEO is fuck we are CEOs <laughs> You know, but that, that's been that way since this was, you know, like basic before anything even started to happen. CEO is fucked. I We're goddamn producers. We're I, 
I think that was yesterday, but the Facebook memory of our first meeting that was at the laundromat. Yeah. At the on the back of yeah. my car Fucking popped up. A notepad on the back of a car trying to lay out the basics for this show. I think our anniversary for that was like yesterday or something. Yeah. I just saw that. So we're post. coming up on the uh, anniversary of episode one here pretty soon then. Well, um, we didn't because launch we did, until yeah. like March. It, it took us a couple of going throughs. Yeah. And we, we came up with a concept for the whole uh, company in a few weeks. And but we, we literally graduated college and then immediately we're like, hey, The next day. So... <laughs> like the day after we got, you know, we, we did the cap and gown thing. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. You it know, was literally situation. the next day, wasn't it? Yeah, got up. <laughs> did what we normally did. Fucking breakfast, went over to the goddamn, the fancy diner. <laughs> I do miss the diner sometimes, just referencing it was fun. Definitely not a ghetto-ass laundromat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, popped out the notepad, started coming up with concepts. And it was, okay, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? What do we want to create? You know, let's knock it out of the fucking park. And from that point forward, it was CEO as fuck. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. CEO as fuck. God damn it. I'm sick of being somebody else's employee. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to be the boss of fucking anybody else in this goddamn world. I just want to be my own boss. Cheers to one year of being a CEO. You're goddamn right. CEO <laughs> is fuck. How are you starting it out, bro? I'm getting fired from a day job. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm personally, I feel like I've We've learned a lot and I've kind of grown a lot though. Like we've fast. Ta- yeah, like it's only been a year and tackled a lot of hurdles. Like we didn't know the first thing about podcasting. I remember when we first talked yeah. about launching this podcast. I was like, I'm gonna buy a book about that because I don't know yeah. how to do yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I, when I realized that we learned so much so fast was when people started asking us questions about shit and we were just able to answer it. It's like, look at this amateur, and then you realize <laughs> that we've only been at it for like ten months. <laughs> Like, no, we just fucking soaked in like sponges and, you know. Yeah, I bought that. We are CEOs. This <laughs> is our production company. <laughs> I bought that podcast book that was like for the not uh, technologically savvy. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't need it. I don't know how the fuck to open my emails half the time, okay? I don't know the website name. I don't know. <laughs> You just start, <coughs> you just got to start saying it to yourself. Like, this is what I do, not what I am going to do. You ain't going to do shit. There's lots of things I want to do. When somebody tells you I'm starting a diet, you should just assume they're going to be fat in 2020. <laughs> They'll tell you I'm new on year, a diet. New me. Yeah, exactly. I've got all these things I'm going to start doing on January the 1st and give up on January the 2nd, you know. I trust a person who's like three months in and sucks at their whatever they're doing. Like, I keep blowing my back out trying to do squats in the gym because I've never worked out before. And it's like, oh, shit, you spent the past three months in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Work your fucking dick off in the direction. Don't brag about it until it's happening. But the second that it starts happening, start referring to yourself that way. I go to Heathrow. I have to fill out a little customs report when I'm vacationing in London. <laughs> um, and I put writer on the paper. They're yeah. like, what do you write? I've got a whole little short story that I'm working on about it. But it's like, I write stories. <laughs> I write horror stories. Now, please stories don't pull me out of line overnight. and sniff my back. Because I, 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 I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I put it down on things. What do you do? I don't tell them I clean shit at the fucking you know animal control center. I tell them I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, I'm a producer. I you know. They ask too many questions. They realize that I'm semi full of shit, but that is indeed what I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't. I think that's real. I mean, that's not full of shit to say you do those things. We yeah. may not run a multi-million dollar company, but... Well, that's what people expect. People are like, well, you know, how many books you have on the New York Times bestseller list? And it's like, I can't even get my book in the bookstore half the goddamn time for starters. Like, if I'm there, it's by accident. Or so because books... I put it there. <laughs> <laughs> so your book is available. Like, on... Yeah. I mean, we reference the, the website the most just because... Brett I'll keeps, sign it for you. There. Well, yeah, yeah, Brett Brett will sign it, and Brett keeps 100% of those profits, but it is also on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those places, yeah. too. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do feel like your biggest hurdle is overcoming your own self doubt, not you. Like, oh no, you, that is inde- you generically, indefinitely <laughs> my biggest hurdle. <laughs> All of Again, us. Again, <laughs> wound up ball of nerves, just bouncing into walls <laughs> in this life and screaming. I, I, well, it's true of me too. Like I, I'm like I need to do my resume. Kristen's like, are you gonna put any of your good qualities, or you're just gonna give people reasons not to hire you? <laughs> <I didn't laughs> say that you were like, ah, like I don't have anything good to say. I was like, you have tons of good things. To say. <laughs> but like I, to other people but i i do it too for myself I think you're beautiful like, i think you're hyper talented i think you're one of the greatest goddamn directors who's ever lived and if people would just give you half of the time that you're worth you do fantastic things financially and legendarily and i, I believe in you 10 times more than you'll ever gonna believe i'm slurring my words <laughs> Ten times more than you're ever going to believe in yourself. Like, I honestly mean that. I can't wait to see what happens when the day job's not taking up your time. Granted, it'll probably only happen seven days before the fucking projects do. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll be glorious because you'll have all seven of those days to do whatever the fuck. It'll be a blazing glory of anxiety. You won't have an hour and a half a night. You'll have the whole goddamn (laughs) 24 hours. Oh, no, I was thinking today, too. That was a thought that didn't even occur to me. I was like, fuck, we gotta put sound on this. I gotta figure out what fucking music I'm gonna put on this yeah. thing. You gotta edit it. <laughs> well, you gotta go editing, up live. The editing is... I've edited enough things, that that's alright. But I, I don't do music, so it's like, fuck, I gotta find, like... Um, oh, gosh. I guess maybe we should address that if you're making a, a film for the homework assignment. Um... Don't use copyrighted music. Yeah, go royalty-free. There are websites for that. One of those people may or may not be part of the thing that I've got my fingers super-duper crossed for. <laughs> um, I tend to, in college anyway, there are plenty of sites out there, and you can buy uh, limited uh, use rights to songs, too, if you really just want to throw some money into this. But Purple Planet? Hmm. Uh, has some pretty cool stuff on it that's free. You just have to credit them in the credits. And then um, Ben Sound um, is another pretty good one. So you can find royalty-free music. Just make sure <laughs> that's what you're doing. And if it's over 100 years old, it's almost always royalty-free, right? Um, there... So you can get like, some really cool like 20s music is starting to come up in the royalties. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to definitively say it's a hundred years. I know there are it's a lot of yeah, there are yeah. a lot of works that are considered public domain after the artist is dead, and they have to be dead for like a certain amount of time. So just search public domain um, when you're looking for stuff like that. But yeah, um, I'm not a music person, so I don't <laughs> fucking music to put on this thing too. But just as an aside, don't use copyrighted music. That's stupid. Can we play shit backwards? Can no. I put on Tony Bennett and play it backwards? No. no. It, fucking no. Vanilla Ice, like, all but stole Queen's song. And that was before they cracked down on that shit. But they gave it to him. It, it ruled in his defense. The whole reason rap... We watched all those rap documentaries. Sued. We're trying to get our audience sued. <sighs> if you get yourself um, sued, that's on you. Right now, I've not been sued. So <laughs> but I've also not put any music in any film. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> mm, is, it, is it dinner time? Well, yeah. We're going to cut this one short, team, just because it's been uh, a 10-hour day on my end and... A long ass day on Kristen's I end also, as well. I'm also at work for ten hours. I leave an hour before you do, and I got off work half an hour after you did, and I didn't get an hour long. You lunch literally break. work ten hours. <laughs> no, no. Listen, listen, stop. <coughs> you, you, you literally work. I work a manual labor job. <laughs> you literally work for ten full hours. I'm at work for ten full hours, but I get a lunch break, so I am gone for ten hours. You're gone for longer than ten hours. <laughs> Tried to flex on me, right? No, it's there. nine hours. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's nine hours for me. I don't know. It's, it's been a long day. Um, 
But Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can shoot us an email over at... Nightmareboxproductions at Gmail. Or you can tweet us over at... At NightmareboxPro. Send us pictures of your fantastic families doing fantastic Christmas Eve shit tonight or tomorrow on Christmas. Um, if you got some like crazy horror pictures and stuff like that, you can shoot them over on Instagram at... At Nightmare Box Productions. Or swing over to the Facebook at... Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Uh, but most importantly, swing on over to YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Watch my shitty shorts. Where you're going to go watch... <laughs> watch my shitty shorts. <laughs> it sounded like you said, wash my shitty shorts. And it was like, why are you shitting in your shorts? I like you're, to live dangerously. You're in your 30s. You should have given up on <laughs> shitting in your shorts a long time ago. Yeah, go over there, uh, watch the dolls, watch all the other things Kristen has coming out, and then also swing on over to the nightmarebox.blog. And in the top right hand corner, you'll also find the dolls. Uh, if you scroll down, you'll see the Madman Diaries. You send me $10 in your address, I'll send it to you. I don't care if it costs me $20 to get it there. 10 bucks is the price. I'll sign the motherfucker and I'll ship it in your direction. So. And if you're a new listener and you caught on a little too late to do uh, this homework assignment, it's a continuing theme. We will have a homework assignment for January as well. So there is a homework assignment section. Exactly. On the nightmarebox.blog. And you never know what we're going to hit you with. Is yeah. it going to be like a documentary-esque 15 minutes? Is it going to be a short film? Is it a writing assignment that Kristen and I are going to choose from the scripts for the next homework? Who knows what the fuck we're going to go for. Brett and I are going to do a little role, review so- role reversal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slurring my words now. Sometime in the future. So uh, things are going to get weird. Kristen's going to have to write a script. I'm going to have to shoot a script. Will that be January? No, I'm thinking February, and it has to be a Valentine's Day script. You have to write a mushy, and I have to shoot a mushy. We'll talk about it at length. That might not be the facts, but it sounds good to me. But I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you on Friday.